Welcome to the Missouri Wind and Solar Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Shank, coming to you from our store in Seymour, Missouri. Each week with my co-host and Missouri Wind's General Manager, David McDerris, we discuss the latest on renewable energy. Check out our additional educational information on our website at mwands.com. Thank you for downloading this podcast, and please subscribe. So I've made David go out to the house that I'm building multiple times, and it's nice being able to take him out there as part of work. And so he can't, like, get away from me or anything. He's just like, come on, get in the truck. We're going out to the property. Like, like he doesn't have anything else to do with his days other than ride around with me out on the property. But one of the things that we're looking out there we're excited that we're doing this in a video series too. So once we get all done, we're going to put together a pretty good video series, I think, on, on being able to show putting all this together are the towers that we're going to put out at the property for what we're planning right now is, is at least two. And we haven't fully rolled out our Triumph wind turbine, which is a three- yeah, three rotor, yeah. wind turbine. We've been playing with it for a while. We're excited about it. So we've been looking at the the tower placement, that sort of thing out on the property to figure out how we do that. So I thought today a good thing to get with David on and get him talking about our towers overall. It's been a while since we've talked about and what we need to look at in a tower and what what we need to avoid and those type of things. So as we're looking out, out at the property, David, what are you seeing out there, and and particularly in the new motor that we're doing? What's kind of your ideas for what we, we need to do out there? For one, I know we need to talk about, I'm sure that comes into play on this, is whether the tower is supporting a single, a dual, or in this case, we're talking about the, uh, new, tri- yeah, the, the triumph. new triple, right. the triumph. So what when we're talking with folks about putting up a wind turbine, what are we telling them? about towers what's kind of the that's the first thing that what size turbine are you going to be putting up on the what size turbine are you going to be putting up on the tower and this is just talking about our turbines of course not of not of somebody else's turbine as much and then also what is going to be the the blade count on it you know that's something that you've got to keep in mind as well because if i put up an 11 blade maybe in an off-grid situation I put up an 11 blade because I want to catch all that that small wind energy that I can, trying to, you know, not worrying so much about the high end energy as I am just catching all the energy on the lower end, you know, because I'm off grid. You're going to have a lot, your overall wind load is going to be a lot greater. The force pushing on that, right? right? It's because you have so many more, you have so much more surface area up on that tower. So your wind load is going to be greater yeah. on that on that eleven blade. So so that's the first thing we're going to do is so so we're kind of dumbing it down. It's like saying I'm going to put a piece of plywood up there in the right, air, right? Yeah. Versus I'm yeah. going to put a piece of PVC, yeah, I'm going one to inch pipe up in there. So the wind's going to blow around there versus PVC, or I'm going to put up a, a entire wall of yeah. of plywood up there. You know, it's, it you're just going to have a lot more wind wind load that you're going to have to take into effect. So then what what do you start to change? What are you looking at? Most of the time at this point you're starting to change how many guy wires you're going to need. Okay. So not necessarily the piping. Not so much the piping. It's now going to be how often you're going to have to guy wire that thing. You know, so you may on a on a, a five blade G5 turbine, you may get away with 
we're talking about a 65 foot tower because that's what we plan on doing at Wes's facility is 65 foot tower. You might get away with three sets of guy wires. Whereas if you're going to do it on an 11 blade, you may need, or you will need a four set of guy wires to make sure that turbine's not going to start shaking that tower because that that's what we're trying to keep away from. All right. Now, when you say three sets of guy wires, are you talking about three as you go yeah, up, up? Yeah. Up, or up three the as you yeah, no, just, you're going to have four sets of guy. You're going to have four connection points. I mean, you're going to, so have, wherever you have, you're going to have right. North, South, East, West. Yes. Basically. Yeah. That's exactly the best, but way you're going to gonna have, you're going to have three sets of North, South, East, West. Right. So 12. Right. Okay. So you're going to have 12. And that's on our tower that we have up right now, you know, and that's the Gen Pole Tower is what we're – Wes's, we're, we've not came up with exactly what we want to put there yet and hopefully get just a little bit more time for what we want to do, but we're going to do some – And then what's the pipe size? The pipe size that we use on our current tower out here is two inch, and then it's neck down at the last six feet into inch and a half because our turbine mounts on inch and a half Schedule 40 steel pipe non-galvanized you cannot galvanize the pipe because that actually adds a coating to it and our bracket is not meant to go over that galvanization it will be too tight it won't turn it won't track the wind you'll just get up there and you'll have it be stuck on there like you'll be a lock position (laughs) turbine and if you get lucky the wind comes from that way then you're great if you're not then it's no good no bueno so that's our last six feet so We've seen many people do, you know, start out with three inch on the on the base and, and move up from there. We've had people, a lot of people don't wind up doing the gin pole like we do to, to lift and lower their towers. So, okay, so when you say the gin pole, are you talking about the cantilever? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of, it's the cantilever t- type is what it is. It's okay, and, and so when we talk about that, we're talking about it's an L shape. Yep, L shape. And a, at the, at the corner at the of the L, it's got yep. a, so really the, the pole is not, in the ground at all? No, no the, the pole the, is the not. The hinge at, at the corner is yep. set in concrete. Yeah, and then in our case, we just have a El Cheapo. Yeah, a Harbor Freight. It's a Harbor uh, Freight. Yeah. yeah, Harbor Freight winch. You know that pulls on the L that then lies horizontal to the to right. the ground. Right. And lifts and lowers it. Yeah, and in the gen pole itself, when it's lowered. There'll be a, and you can take them off and put them back on as you as you raise and lower it. Me personally, would I would rather take them off and then put them back on them <laughs> because you lawnmower them because you <laughs> lawnmower or you catch your toe on it and you <laughs> trip and fall. And but there's a set of guy wires that actually go on the gin pole, so when it raises into the air, it keeps it stable as well. But it doesn't need the the four point. You know, it it's just keeping it from falling east and west, basically. You know, because you actually have the other one, which is tensioned off of the actual back of the, and then the the north on that one would be the tower itself. I mean, it's holding it to the north. I mean, it can't right. go anywhere that way. So, anyway, that's on the gen pole reading. Now, like I said two inch, two two and a half inch. That's what most people are using for pipe, and then necking down. Okay, what's the deal with Rhone towers? Rhone towers are not good for installation. They're and, they're just not good for and our, and so the Rhone tower. Is the triangular triangular looks like a cell tower basically? And a lot of people had them for TV antennas. Yeah, and that yeah, sort that of was thing. the number one thing that was used for, and that's why a lot of people went to them because they already had one up. I mean, they were, you know they had the old TV antenna that was sitting on top of it. And the problem with the Rhone Tower is, for one, they weren't designed to have a piece of pipe put into it and and kind of fabricated into the top of it. And what it does is cause excessive vibration. You know, they're they're not meant to have a big wind load up there like that. Who cared if the 
antenna blew back and forth a little bit and shook the tire. It didn't make you know. Yeah. It didn't have any. I mean, maybe the TV got fuzzy for just a half a second, you know, and before it came back, you know. But with wind turbines, it's a total different animal. I mean, we're we're looking for a solid structure that has, I mean, little to no movement in it. So all that wind energy, I mean, um, and vibration. That's Anytime just loss you got of it, you're just losing I mean, it. You're just losing your energy, right? And and it's got to be even more expensive. Isn't oh it? yeah. I mean, yeah. you're talking yeah. about a welded yeah. you, structure, blah blah blah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you can buy them. They're in sections. You're going to have to have some type of cherry picker or something to put these things up. I mean. You well, I guess you could cantilever it too, couldn't you? You could. It'd be a little bit difficult, but you know they're just not. And don't if it, if somebody is listening and has got them, don't get mad at me for saying it. They're, they're just not made for that application. I mean, they're you know that that's just not what. They're in made this for. case, cheaper is actually the better. Right, right. You know, and then there's other towers on the. I mean, you you can find some really expensive towers on the market, really expensive, ten twelve thousand dollars type towers. You know that are single pole that take no guy wiring. That's what a lot of people want. A lot of people want the no guy wire. Wes and Wyatt and I and, and Sam, we're all trying to come up with a way. That's exactly what we want to do at Wes's house. He, he wants to get away from the guy wires. At Wes's house, we have to keep another thing in mind. You know, we've got power lines that we have to back off of that we're going to be taller than the power lines by far. I mean, the, the power lines that actually come through his place for whatever reason are probably not 40 foot off the air, you know, 40 foot in the air. And I tried to get them moved. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they said no. So, uh, well, well they, yeah. they didn't say they didn't no. Say no. Uh, they, they said With no the money, in a different they, way. They, <laughs> by the money they talked, they said no. Uh, so, but, uh, so we're trying to get away from that. You know, we're doing a lot of research into towers right now, a lot of research into towers, trying to figure out exactly how we can get away from that. And, Hopefully it's something we can show you in the in the video when we do get it get it done. So. Well, some of the other things that I've seen and, and a lot of customer projects, what are the advantages, disadvantages? You know, we've seen customers have one tower with three wind turbines on it, and you know, towers with two wind turbines on it, and if the, you could the roof mounts, yeah. And all. Well, roof mounts. Okay, so we'll talk about roof mounts, and we sell roof mounts, so I'm not dissuading you from a roof mount. Roof mount is going to probably be the least effective of mounting a turbine. Reason being, unless you're a really steep pitched roof, right? And even at that, what the problem is you got a roof tower is, and and I'm talking with my hands right now, <laughs> but the problem is He's you, making yeah, a little house. Making with a little house point, uh, <laughs> is when you come up off that roof top, that that peak of that house, you're going to have. The wind that you're trying to catch is, is actually at the turbine level, and it's coming across. But the problem is there's a wind below that as well, and it's going to hit that it's going to hit that slope of that roof, and it's going to actually push an updraft into that turbine. And so on the bottom side of that blade, it's going to catch a little bit of drag. It's going to try to work a little bit in reverse on that top side that it's actually you're trying to push. So it's not that they don't work they just aren't as efficient as a as a freestanding tower i mean it's just a, it's our our examples we give of right. dirty wind right and, it's it, and, it and causes you, a little bit of dirty and, wind and if it happens. doesn't make sense to you go out and you know put a sheet of plywood at an angle and hit it with the hose see right. what happens to right. the water that's it's exactly, going to exactly fly right. up into so, the air <laughs> you know now having multiple turbines on one tower there again if you can have a tower strong enough and you can keep those things spaced accordingly which they need to be about three foot apart. I mean, so you're talking a very long piece of inch and a half that you're, and that's going to get really 
starting to get weak as you get that far apart from each other because our turbines are going to usually have a an 80 inch swept area so you're looking at about 45 inches and so you're you're going to be looking at about eight foot that they're going to have to be spaced apart and then you're going to have to have of course six foot below that so you got 14 feet now of inch and a half schedule 45 people that do it Uh, and they they do it it's just you got to be mindful of that you know if you put a if you're in a heavy hard wind area wyoming western kansas oklahoma panhandle of, of texas anywhere in nebraska anywhere that you're out in that good wind if you see big wind turbines you're in a good wind area joplin region even around in missouri northern missouri anywhere that you're seeing a lot of a lot fewer trees and a lot more open ground you're going to have a lot more wind you know and so you got to be mindful of that and make sure that tower is going to be there again you may be investing anywhere from 600 to a thousand dollars per turbine in this thing plus the tower you know just don't go throwing a thousand dollars away because you you wanted to skimp out, you know. And now we so we've talked about the tower. Let's talk for a minute because we and I should have asked you this earlier on the placement. I mean, I know we have a we have a lot of questions. Yeah. Somebody lives in a forest and wants a buy solar, <laughs> or I don't know, buy a generator because that's not good. Now, if you're gonna if you live in a forest, which is totally possible, you got to get above the trees. Buy. You got to go by 10 feet. By 10 feet. By 10 feet. So if you live in Oregon and you have 200-foot <laughs> sequoia, yeah, yeah, you've got to build a tower that's 210 feet. 10 feet tall. <laughs> or you've got to cut back trees. 250 feet from, and that's going to be on the radius. So, right. So, from so the 500. Point, yeah, so 500 feet, you know. So that's a big that's a big number. I personally at my house wouldn't cut back. Well, if I cut back 500, I would cut all my trees down. I mean, yeah. You know, and, and that's, now that's at my place, Wes's place, you wouldn't, he's, you wouldn't hit a tree. Wes <laughs> is in perfect harmony with, with wind power, you know, and, and, and not everybody is. So we had one of the guys that came to the class last time and, you know, that was one of the major reasons he came was for wind power. And unfortunately he had to leave without a wind turbine. No, he actually left with the wind turbine and knowing, knowing the, the limits and the, that it was going to have it just it right. Wasn't I mean, have. and that's the thing, you know. Like Sam, Sam right. lives off grid, but he lives in a bit of a valley, in the valley, in the forest. You yeah. Know, so, but one of the things that we've talked about in in some of the environments that we went at, went went into and looked at putting this is that okay, if you you know we say two hundred fifty feet, if you're at two hundred, it doesn't right. mean it won't work. Right. That's exactly right. You can be in the middle of the trees, and I'm not saying it's not going to work. It's just not going to work to the capabilities of the turbine's specifications. You know, that's if you put it in that area, don't get mad that you're not getting the 500 watts at 15 mile an hour that you think you should be getting. Right. Because you're not going to get that. It's I mean, not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. So limit the expectations and you'll be fine. You know, just say, hey, I just need to capture a little bit of energy. You know, whatever I capture, I'm good with it. You know, then put one in. I mean, that's. And that's what the gentleman at the last class did. He said, hey, whatever I can catch is what I'll catch. I mean, I, I want one. I, I've always wanted one. And that's great. Do it. Now, if you're needing it, if you're needing X amount of power, I mean, if you say, I have to have this amount of power, and you're basing it off of our charts that are in open field conditions, no obstruction, clean wind conditions, then you're not going to be happy with the result. I mean, you're just not going to be happy. So placing that turbine on a good tower in a good location 
will result in what we have at many, many times have monitored and, and actually tested, but doing it in somewhere, you know, middle of the forest, 20 foot high. Okay. Well, let's do that. So what are our three measurements? So we need 250 feet of pushback. Right. We need 10 feet above 10 any, feet, any obstruction. Any obstructions. And then we need a minimum height of? I always say 30 feet. Now, we okay. see a lot of people at 20 feet. And, and I'm just going to tell you, you're not going to get the, you're just not going to get the. At 20 feet, there's wind there, but you're still not in clean wind. At 20 feet, you're not in clean wind. You'll still be, you'll get dirty wind from the ground itself at 20 feet. So really what we're looking at is 10, 30, 250. Yep. So that's it. I mean, you got to, you know, 30 feet, you're starting to get into the clean wind. Wes has asked me at one time, you know, what's a cheap, easy way without buying a big weather station and doing all this, you know, spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars trying to get to a, you know, figure out if you got any, any kind of wind there, you know, or where you should, you know, height wise, you're in a mylar balloon with a kite string. <laughs> Happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> a helium filled mylar balloon with, with a kite string marked at five foot intervals and let that thing out. And as you, as you let it up, and take an average day, take an average, you know, 10 to 15 mile an hour wind day that, you know, that's not ripping the winds, not where, right. you know, it's, you're not going out there on an abnormal day with a tornado coming in type of deal. You're going out there on the average day, let it up. And then you'll see that balloon. It'll dance as it starts up. And eventually it's going to just take off one way or the other. It's going to go left or right or, you know, let me, after your back. Let me validate your, you know, we, Jeremy was out there laying the concrete and we were out there doing some video to, yeah. And I shot the drone up, and the drone went up 30, 40 feet, and then went, Poop! Yeah. <laughs> and it was it. like. <laughs> you could do it with it. Yeah, I mean. Wes trying is, to catch it yeah, and bring him out. Like, oh, man. Wes has got that. a good point there. I mean, he, he found it using a drone. So if you have a drone, I mean, that's another way to do it, you know. But, but you might be chasing the drone through a couple might, other yeah. fields trying to, Drones trying to get your drone back. Drones are usually a fairly expensive deal, so I don't know. Mylar balloon's pretty cheap. Mylar balloon. But it, yeah. it was funny. We, but but you'll, you'll find that wind, you know, <laughs> and you might find that, you know, at 30 feet, you, you didn't have much. And you might find that if you would just went to 35 feet, that you're catching that extra wind, you know, and, and that may be a deciding factor of how much you're going to produce. So just understand also, as you, the higher your tower goes over 30 feet, every 10 foot, you go over 30 feet, you gain 20% more wind energy. So at 65 foot, I mean, if you were to come out here and we were to video on a on a ten to fifteen mile an hour day, you would see our our wind turbines. Or let's go out on a what we say no wind. I mean five mile an hour. You'll see the turbines on the roof and they're sitting there stagnant, not doing anything. And you look at the sixty five foot tower and that thing's out there producing. It, you know, it produces and, almost all the time. And it's just I mean, sitting there. You know, maybe it's not producing the the two thousand watts it's capable of or three thousand watts right now because it's the it's the triumph. But it's producing something, you know. And it's so, very seldom. Yeah, I mean that, that very, very seldom. Uh, and if it's not blowing, you are not got any well, wind. And me. if it's not blowing, usually we're we always suspected yeah. that Wyatt has it on break <laughs> yeah. for some reason. Yeah, we got it on break. You know, <laughs> that he's done something. Ninety-five percent of the time, you're going to see that turbine spinning. I think the last question maybe I've got for you on this, unless you've got some other stuff, is there anything wrong with attaching some stuff to the tower? I mean, I know like on our 65-foot tower, we have an no, no, an you anemometer mean, yeah, out anometer, there. Yeah. Can we throw a TV antenna up there? Can you we can. throw a so, ham radio? Ham, uh, yeah, the 
Sam is now getting, I think, into ham radio, and that's what he's he's building a tower right now. I think for his ham radio, but <laughs> as he's, he's doing it, I think he's thinking, well, I'm going to do a wind turbine <laughs> now since I'm doing this anyway. But no, that's fine so long as it doesn't impede the wind flow. You know, that's and doesn't create cause some vibration. vibration. You know, that's the two things that you're going to try to keep away from. You know, I will say on a tower, the one thing I would say, the gen pole is a great application now we've only lowered ours down in seven years we've lowered it down twice in the last seven years and both times it's actually changed the generator and it's not because the generator was on the what the generator was working perfect we're just testing new ones that's all we're doing you know everything was still good to go when we lowered them down it was still tracking into the wind good we didn't change anything except the generator head we left the same blade systems on them just switched out the generator heads you know to, to get and to. and i mean to be fair you know, children don't try this at home. We're always kind of trying to oh, see yeah. what. <laughs> yeah, we, we, I mean, we, tornadoes we, coming. Hey, let's go yeah. watch see what. Yeah, happens. we go and watch it. I mean, for a couple of different reasons, <laughs> we want to make sure that the turbine's going to survive. You know, <laughs> we want to see what kind of energy it produces at those high winds. We've literally had our turbine go through an event last year that was straight line winds clocked. Oh yeah. When it took the building, the, took uh, the roof off the buildings in yeah, town. Took the, it was literally clocked at, at 94 mile an hour. Got done and it still saved. I mean, now it was screaming like a demon up there. I mean, it <laughs> thing was honking on, but it was crazy. But the gen pole will allow you, especially if you do live it out in those Western States where you do get that hard, heavy wind, or maybe a little more prone to tornadic activity, that gen pole, it doesn't take long to let it down. I mean, and, you can typically let that thing down in a matter of if you leave your cables hooked up, the trip cables, yeah. I call them. If you leave your trip <laughs> cables hooked up, you can hook it up. I mean, you can let that thing down with a matter of about three minutes, you know. So it doesn't take long. You know, if you know that, hey, there's big storms planned for the night, you know, they're talking about big storms, let that thing down. Just get, get it out of the wind, you know, that way you're not losing everything as it comes by you know you never know you may be losing power and being able to raise that thing right back up and and get it back active may be the key to you having power versus everybody else so all right do we miss anything anything else on on towers good all right as always if you need some advice actually we've got some actually really good youtube videos on the tower correct yeah i'm not i'm not watched them myself but i know we've got them out there so they're out there and you can always contact our, our guys here. They'll be able to give you some information on that. Appreciate you tuning in today, and we'll keep bringing you these wonderful podcasts as long as you keep downloading them. Thanks a lot. Thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast today. If you have a question that you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast, email us at radio at mwands.com. You can follow us on our website, mwands.com, or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Check out our store at m1s.com and buy some stuff. Buying stuff allows us to continue to produce our educational broadcasts like our podcasts and YouTube videos. And most importantly, it keeps Lucy's doggy chicken treats coming. Thanks again.